When you're driving, speed bumps force you to slow down. Some are big, some are small. Regardless of the size, they can really mess up your car if you go over them too fast. In this go, go, go world, society tends to have a negative view of speed bumps. But in my opinion, they don't have to be a bad thing. We all go through speed bumps in life, such as getting married, a spiritual awakening, having children, changing jobs, a trauma, and more. In this podcast, you will hear the various speed bumps that people have encountered and how those experiences have shaped them into the person they are now. Because every story has speed bumps, and that is what makes life interesting. everyone. I wanted to welcome you to another episode of Speed Bumps. And today with me, I have Joe from Connect Those Dots, not the dots, not these dots, those dots. And he has a great story that we were kind of chatting about before I hit record. So we're probably just going to jump right in before I allow him to jump right in. Joe, please tell me two things you love about yourself. Two things I love about myself. Um, oh, man. Uh, I love my family. I guess that's myself. You know, I love the the blessing from God that I have a tight knit and close family. And I grew up with my cousins. Uh, we we're all in the same age group and we we're all very cool. close. And uh, things that I love about myself, uh, myself is my DNA, right? So it's my bloodline. And okay. uh, yeah, I like that. I love uh, that I'm named after my grandfather, Joseph Wakili, that came here from uh lebanon he was also half palestinian so yeah i can play the race card too i can play the (laughs) palestine card y'all no 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 but all seriousness i uh i love that he had the american dream and he came to america and he was able to uh plant some seeds and create a great foundation for my family and uh, everybody moving forward um another thing i love about myself um Maybe I don't know. I'm really, I'm really to... not a self-aggrandizing person. You know, I always start off each podcast. I'm like, welcome to this humble little podcast and I'm your humble little host. So I guess I love that I'm awake to the evil in the world. I love that about myself. I love that I'm able to drop knowledge on people whenever uh, they need to know what's happening. Hey, Joe, uh, what's happening? Uh, X, Y, and Z. What, dude, it's because of you know, ABC and then yep. like, Holy shit. Oh damn. Joe's got the knowledge. So I guess I do love that about myself. And that's what I do cover on my podcast. Connect those dots. Nice. I like it. I like it. Card. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can't see. Oh yeah. There's no video. So, Oh no. It, oh yeah. They can't see. I, I, yeah, I don't do good. video. <laughs> Connect those dots, y'all. Thank you. Try to try to find it because it's very shadow banned, but you, you can find it on rumble. I'm starting to do rumble videos now. So I was just like your podcast audio only. Uh, but I just started to do video and um, having fun with that too. So you can find connect those dots on Rumble. Just and all of that will be linked in the show notes, guys, because he said he is shadow banned. So I will make sure that is linked in the show notes so it's easy to find. Just go click that. God bless you. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> listen, I get it because sometimes people give shout outs or links or whatever. So I always try and make sure it's included in the show notes just so it's super easy for people. So I, I know you were kind of on a roll. You were telling me how. You worked for a large satellite radio corporation. I don't know if we're allowed to say the name. Mm-hmm. And um, you went through all the rigmarole that they asked you to do for the Jabberwockies. And then they still said, nope, you're fired. Bye. Yeah, uh, definitely. That's that's sort of the uh, the abridged version 
For sure. And it, I'll tell you the company. I've, I've said it on other podcasts yeah, yeah. before. Sirius XM Satellite Radio, uh, a company that I worked for that I coveted a job for them for a very long time through uh, my college years. And uh, like your dream job. Yeah, really. It, yeah. Re- it really was. And like w- when I, I went for the internship, too, and everybody was like, oh, that would be nice if you got an internship there, wouldn't it? Ha ha ha. You know, and I actually got the internship. And th- after working there with the internship, I, I got hired and I got full time. I got to work with people like that. I really looked up to like, you know, Jose Mangan. I got to meet with people like like Sway. I got to meet so many like celebrities but you know that's back that's back when i actually really cared about this type of stuff celebrity and fame and glitz and Mm -hmm. glam and but it was it was a cool job you know and i i I was always like proud to tell people about it but when the covid lockdown stuff happened you know that's when things really did take a dark turn you saw the corruption of the corporations and i'm I'm, i don't want to sit here and like say Sirius XM is this corrupt company or whatever the hell, you know, I'm I'm not saying that at all. It's just very disheartening when you covet a job with a company and you give really all your heart and soul to it, even working on very, you know, minimalist wages. And then for them to be like, look, um, we need you to participate in this experimental injection you know just because it just happened all of a sudden we never put this on your claws in the beginning and you know if you don't take it then we're, we're gonna have to part ways with you it's it's very strange you know and and but it, it as you you learn from these weird occurrences in your life so they really look like dire and something that's really um a hard challenge and a tough pill to swallow. But when you move forward from it, you you do come out stronger, you know? Oh yeah. Because, because they offered me to work remotely. They were like, you need a religious exemption or a medical exemption. I, through that, I found a church that I wanted to be a part of mm-hmm. and I've grown deeper in my faith. And through mm-hmm. that church, they wrote me the most beautiful religious exemption. I'll give them a shout out right here. Jesus Christ's Holy Temple. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for a religious exemption, everybody, if you still need it, mm-hmm. go to JesusChristHolyTemple.com and get involved with them. And they're they're just beautiful people. It's two brothers. And, you know, they started this to, to help people with navigate this incredible, crazy landscape that we're in right now. So through... This challenge of them telling me I needed a religious exemption, I've grown, I've grown deeper in my faith. And they, they, grow, they wrote me the greatest religious exemption. I wrote my own letter expressing my own faith. Mm-hmm. And it still wasn't enough because it was denied by some HR person in Atlanta who I have never met in my entire life. So yeah. a person, a corpo that you've never met is sitting there deciding your fate and sitting there judging on whether your religious exemption is sufficient or not. Well, and who's to say that they actually read it, right? Like, honestly, for me, I've heard of a lot of people that submitted religious exemptions and they were ultimately denied. You know, they went through all the hoops or whatever they had to go through and they still ended up being denied for whatever reason. But how cool is it that because of this we, when the world went weird situation, your faith got deeper because your company, because had they just said, yeah, sure, you're, you're exempt. Like, would you have looked into 
you know, Jesus more? Would you have looked into the Bible more? Like, would you have grown deep in your faith? I don't know. Maybe. Right. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I think that's really cool. No, totally. Uh, And that's a great question because um, while I was working for them, I almost felt like an undercover agent because they're, they were a leftist company Mm -hmm. and they would do everything. The black Juneteenth or yeah, the, yeah, yeah. you know the rainbow the, all of it and they even made up things black music month like what even is that like what does that <laughs> even mean and it's like is that what you say black music is just like rap and like I don't you know what I mean like yeah. I have no problem with rap but obviously like rap today is is very different sends a very, a very different message but you know right. they had the the gay uh pride month where you have to play music from gay people on all the channels and <laughs> representation you know what i mean so i always sort of felt like um a double agent because i and i knew about klaus schwab and the new world order mm-hmm. and the great reset i know i don't know how familiar your audience is with these concepts but like you, you know i i was getting really just red pilled hopefully the fbi isn't listening uh-oh and i said red pilled <laughs> but i was getting a download of all this information and i've always had a bit of a proclivity to that type of content i always like enjoy conspiracy talk and you know jfk yeah, yeah. moon landing 9-11 type stuff i always sort of dabbled in it and enjoyed it as a novelty but when i saw it actually happening right in front of me when the, the 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 spooky 19 came out and people were telling you to get a mandatory injection and, you know, people riot in the streets and, and the news organizations say nothing about it. You know, that that was the really sort of just throw you into the fire. And I, I, I thank God every single day that I was able to see that. And I was I was having this awakening while I was still working for this company. And I knew this looming threat of the vaccine mandate was going to come. So I was just sort of sitting there like waiting, like, oh, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? And I was reassured by my higher ups as well. Like, oh, no one's going to force anything in you. No one's going to force anything in you. And then it's like, okay, we're forcing this in you, but we're not going to say we're forcing it. We're just, it's company policy. So now you cannot enter or exit their building without swiping your QR code that's doing contact tracing. So now everybody has a tab on them tied to their biomedical information about their, their corporation. So it's merging the corporate, the corporate identity with the biomedical identity. So I remember, so I, I worked in pharma until April of 2021. And at one point, the company that I was working for, they wanted us to all wear these almost like a Fitbit type thing. And it like measured like, cause and then they all talked to each other because everyone had to wear these Fitbits. Um, They didn't actually put it into practice when I was there, but they were trying to like do this and they would measure if you stayed six feet from someone. And if you couldn't, right. Cause there were times that you couldn't, but then that person got sick. It was like their foolproof way of contact tracing. And like it was wild. They wanted you to swab every day. Oh yeah, Dude, yeah. Oh my god. And, and that's what co- they offered me too. They're like, you'll have to wait. If if we let you come back to the office with an accommodation, you'll have to wear a mask and you'll have to take a test every single day, Joe. Meanwhile, I'm getting emails from people. They're like, oh, out out of office for the week. Got COVID really bad. Thank God I'm vaccinated though. And it's like, bruh. Like what, like what twilight zone am I in? And you're sitting there like you're, you're on an island. 
because all these people that I thought I was close with, all these people that I thought I had a rapport with, all of these connections I thought I was making, it's like, I'm sure they know about me. I'm sure there's awesome office gossip going around. It's like, oh, why hasn't Joe been in the office? Oh, we're all working a hybrid work schedule, but I haven't seen Joe. It's, oh, oh I think he doesn't want to take the vaccine. Oh, I think he's, oh, I think he's one of those conspiracy theorists. And then you see everybody not hitting you up, not asking you, the, all the, all the people that yep. you know, you just would talk to about frivolous shit. Yeah. It's, it's, they all, they all just sort of evaporate. Yep. And it's like, am I really the only person here that is like having this type of feelings? I guess so. Yeah. I mean, the company that I was with was smaller. Um, Like I was telling you before we started recording because of the industry that I was in, it was available because we were considered first responders. So it was available to us before even like the general public. So like, it wasn't even EUA, whatever, whatever, right? And people were just like lining up to take it. And at one point, I remember someone telling me, because it was the two shots. Um, I didn't feel so great the first time. So I'm just letting you know, I'm going for my second one today. And so I'm probably going to be out tomorrow and for a couple of days. Yeah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> how, what? how does that I work? Like, I know. And also they were an EMT. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, can we just, what other pokey poke have you ever had this with? And they're no. just like, oh, but this is, it's it just because it's a new one. And I was like, uh-huh. So, so, okay, so you're still going to take it? You even yeah. admitted that it's sketchy and it's hurting you and it's new and you're not a sh- and you're not sure about it. But it's it's just like the doctor, Lena Wen, on CNN. She was this doctor on CNN always pushing the the the, the vaccines for people. She's like, she's like, we need the carrot to dangle in front of people. And w- we need to make sure people take this vaccine. You're not vaccinated, can't get on that plane. You're not vaccinated, can't work that job. And they 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 and that's the other alien, just weird dystopian stuff that just woke me up. He's like, I'm like, I'm like, I've seen this before. I've seen this in movies before. I've seen I, well, I, the thing, this is tyranny. The thing that was we first like was my I guess turning point moment um when it first first started coming out like February March of 2020 I feel like there are very few people who saw through it like that like mm-hmm. it, initially I would say yeah. the vast majority were like oh shit this is real no, totally. Okay. Because they spooked everybody with their behavioral psychologists and they put it everywhere. You couldn't escape it. They they locked down business. They've never done that before. So they had a huge So I'm talking point. before the lockdown though. Before, so before the lockdown. Before the mm. lockdowns. When they were just having like press conferences and like it was in China and like people were dropping dead and but they were kind of comparing it to SARS. And like so even before lockdowns, just during the press conferences. They were like, oh, you know, don't go out and wear masks. You don't need masks. They don't work. So yeah. like before lockdowns, right? Yeah, me too. Of- you don't need to wear a mask. Only wear it when I tell you to wear a mask. You're very good worst. at that. I, I cannot. I cannot do voices, accents to save I can do voices. I can do voices the entire podcast, but I don't want to cut you off. Keep going. No, no, no. So <laughs> because of what I used to do and then the things that my husband did when he was in the military, um, we're like, no, like you absolutely need masks, like, but you need this type of mask and it needs to be fitted this way. And we're like trying to find it for kids. So like, that's what we're at. So like, this is before mask mandates, before lockdowns, before anything. 
and, but at that point, the everyone's telling you, you don't need yeah. a mask. They're pointless. And we're like, well, that's not true. And so then like maybe three weeks later, they're telling people to wear masks, but they're yeah. telling them that they can just put a t-shirt over their face. And my husband oh, and I, I are I, like, right? I remember that. And even Fauci, I remember when he was on TV, he puts yeah. the bandana over. He's like, you can walk around like a bandit. You can walk around like the hamburger. It's, it's just good enough. And yeah. then they, you need to wear three masks. Now I know it just kept evolving. But when they did that flip flop, because when the science didn't make sense at first, mm-hmm. we're like, that, that, that's bullshit. And then they did the flip flop. My husband and I were like, no, like yeah. th- this isn't, this isn't yeah. real. And then everything after that was just a giant joke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. You know, that's, that's like, God bless you guys that like and whenever when there's no wrong time to wake up i feel you know i i i do like think that that, that you sort of you you cross a point of no return sometimes when your bodily uh integrity gets compromised whether it be signing up to take experiment experimental medicines or you know signing on to the to the trans agenda and bodily harming yourself or or your 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 child or a child and getting them on hormone blockers psychologically fucking them up but see that's what satan wants is that he wants you to think that you are so far gone yeah and your sin or your decision or whatever that you can Mm -hmm. never be saved and so you might as well just throw your hands up and go f it like exactly i I, I guess i'm all in now and that's absolutely not true 100 percent. and that you you just you just took the words out of my mouth that was like the crescendo i was leading to (laughs) sorry (laughs) (laughs) but i like it i like it we're in sync We're, we're we're harmonized here this is fantastic but fuck it's all just so fucked up, but it, like, if you want me to go back into my story, you know. It, yeah, yeah. Sorry, we went off on a tangent. That happens. No, I love <laughs> tangents. I go off on tangents all the time. Um, it's it's just very odd, and I'm sure you've you felt the same when you're working at somewhere and like this this paradigm shift happens, and then you, you're the only one. You really feel like you're in that Twilight Zone episode where everybody's walking around with the pig face, and you're the only one that's like. Well, what's going on? Am I the only one here that's fucking not normal? That's that's yeah, not normal. But <laughs> yeah, well, Nobody when you flip, say right? something, they look at you like, "What do you mean?" Oh yeah, Klaus Schwab. Who's that? Great Reset. What's that? Wuhan Lab. What's that? And then I, I would even go as far as to be like, "Like, look, watch this video. Here's the World Economic Forum. Here's Klaus Schwab saying that there's a Great Reset and that COVID nineteen is is going to be the next level of surveillance." And they're like. Pfft. Eh, you know, I guess some people are weird. <laughs> yeah. And they can't even like, dude, I'm showing you the guys like literally admitting it gleefully and you can't even connect those dots. So that's why that's that's honestly one of the reasons I made the podcast. And the, the, I was actually doing the podcast while I was still working for them. So that's also why I felt like sort of an undercover agent. Yeah, because. I was like, I'm learning all these skills here. I'm learning audio engineering. I'm learning audio editing. I'm learning how to, you know, properly, properly create content. I'm going to propel this in my personal life, you know? So I'm going to, I'm going to make my own podcast. And I just needed to get all this shit off my chest, you know? My wife, my my mom, (laughs) my parents, you know, they, they, they were very, uh, 
worthy and you know like i appreciate their audience when i was talking their ears off about all this about all this crazy shit but like now i needed to i always started it with like if i can just like reach one person then it's it's good enough for me because yeah. i'm able to sit here and speak i'm able i'm able to now i now have a following after you know after a years the following has finally grown you know that you're seeing the views come up i'm it's expanded i'm doing video stuff now so if you just start with that mentality and i'm talking to anybody out there it's it's really not that difficult you get a usb microphone or anything just make some reels on your make a new instagram account and you know make some reels on your instagram make some tiktoks if you just come into it with that mentality of like if i could just reach one person then like we really can be unstoppable because one person can you know have a fucking difference i'm i'm getting off on a tangent though too but no, you know, no, i get passionate no. about this type of stuff well so that's why i started speed bumps that's mm-hmm. why i'm i started my uh fin friday videos or fin approved friday videos like i don't ex- would it be great to one day make money off this sure like right but that's not why i started i didn't start this to become a millionaire off a podcast i didn't start this to for for anything like that um it was just if I could help one person, mm-hmm. like that's cool. Like I, I did something good. Like yeah, I, I'm happy and, with that. And I think if that mentality like sort of just becomes widespread, then we can really just have, you know, real change, real differences made. Because you know the the awakening really is on. You know, we we see it everywhere, even. You know, say what you want about Elon Musk. Like, even he goes to the World Government Summit, zooms in on a video, and he's like, "I think it's really weird that you guys call yourselves the World Government Summit. Um, I think if we do that and like go along with this, like, it, it might be catastrophic for humanity. He might be a psyop. He might be a double agent. He might be, you know, the Antichrist in disguise, trying to put chips in our brains and make it seem cool and cyberpunk and you know, edge lordy. But it's so obvious that if that's the case, it's so obvious that even they have to create a controlled opposition to be self-aware and expose it because everybody knows what they're up to. So the awakening is on. It really just matters now to, to not acquiesce, to use the power of no when their next sort of compliance power grab comes on widespread, you know, whatever it may be. I just... I have hope for humanity, but at the same time, like we have really short memories. We're worse than goldfish, right? And, but that's what TikTok and the reels and everything has done. It has been designed to shorten our attention spans. And like, I want to believe that people would remember, but also at the same time, the world went through a collective trauma. What, whatever side you stood on, if you took it, if you didn't take it, it like whatever, if you changed at some point, like, the world went through a collective trauma and it is only now that we're just now starting to come out the other side of this. Like, heck, it's not even until May 11th, right? That the federal contractors don't need pokey pokes anymore. Like that's wild to me. Wild. It's wild. And so we're just now starting to come out of it. And when you go through something traumatic, you, can kind of become disillusioned about what happened. You try and sugarcoat it in your head because it was trauma and you don't want to deal with it. And 
you also had your own personal traumas, right? Like maybe you lost a job, maybe you lost a family member, like your dog ran away. I don't know, right? And so people aren't, I really don't think they're going to remember. Mm-hmm. I I think you're right. Unfortunately, I do think you're right. And I mean, I just always think about like, what's going to be their next sort of like big grand power grab false flag pageantry that they're going to you know ensue because they're always like sort of up in the ante it seems you know they're gonna be the banks yeah the the big bank collapse is is, is a cyber attack i i don't know about that like i but didn't like chase just buy like another bank that collapsed or something like that so i'm going with the the big banks failing we're seeing the domino effect of the bank fails yeah for sure for sure and honestly at this point those are all like little minor explosions you know i i i think i think they're gearing up for something really extreme and it it all just sort of coincides with the sort of pre-programming that they put into media i feel a lot too i think they really we're gonna get a little bit off the walls we're gonna go like real deep right now here on speed bumps i don't know if we like like we're ready to go deep deep I think that they really want to hoax an alien invasion upon us. I think they want us to believe that we're this tiny little pebble in this vast galaxy and we're not special. We're the same organic matter as everything else that decays, you know, fight club style. And all they have to do really is send out the hologram technology because we've seen these holograms. We, they, we've we seen the capabilities. I don't know if like the advertisements in, in like South Korea and, you know, things like the Seattle space needle hologram. So we know like that they have capabilities to, and I, and I think about this all the time. What, when I'm driving on the road, what if they just hologrammed the spaceships into the sky right now? And like everybody on the road right now would just buy it completely hook, line, and sinker. No one would question you. Like, holy shit, dude, the fucking aliens are here, man. And then they send out a signal to your phone, this little device that we all have been habituated on. Don't worry. We've come in peace. We want to help you. We love you. Just take this microchip and everything will be okay. You know what I mean? So, like, that's the type of shit that I'm on right now. I mean... What do you think about that? I feel like anything is possible. Do you think people would accept that, though? Don't you think people would comply with the pre-programming of space and aliens and ancient aliens? I almost think that's too extreme yet. You think? We, we're not conditioned I, enough? I don't think we're conditioned enough. I almost think that's too extreme yet. I think yeah. they're... They, not that it could never happen. I just don't think that... in enough people would buy it also because they've also been pushing AI. And so if they've been pushing AI, then people might think, Hey, this is a hologram. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that part, they've almost bit themselves in the butt with that Uh because they've been pushing this AI and this new technology. Like, I feel like more people would be like, Oh, Hey, that's a really cool AI thing. Yeah. Not necessarily alien. So you know, they've know. been working the alien stuff forever, though. I remember when the, the I, I don't remember, but I remember when I learned even in like journalism school, like journalism class, and they taught us about radio and they taught us about the very first radio broadcasts. And um, I think it was Orson Welles was the broadcaster. Yep, 
Yeah, War of the Worlds, exactly. And everybody bought it, hook, line, and sinker, with the silly little radio technology, just the guy on the radio saying it. And I remember I was in class. This was when I was like still like sort of a blue-pilled normie NPC, you know, just in college, just trying to learn shit. And I'm like, why did they do that? Like, how did they get – how were they allowed to do that? How was that legal? And then the professor was like, they just did it. They just did it. And I'm well, like, all like, right. I think the difference between – people being scared by a radio broadcast it radio is a fairly new technology tv really didn't exist back then people didn't really even understand how radios worked right how electricity yeah, true too. Th- things like that right and so and but also news anchors had a level of trust with true too. the public whereas right now they really don't and you yeah. have this like level of AI and like I I don't know I just I don't see the alien thing. I feel mm-hmm. like in my opinion they would need to do something that would directly affect like the American person in like their daily lives. Yeah. So whether that's like the internet gets cut off. The internet mm-hmm. gets cut off everyone's going to lose their mind. I remember yeah. They might be saving. They might be saving the alien thing for when things go like really to shit. They might have another pandemic in their pocket before the alien thing. They might have a, a cyber attack in their pocket before they. I think when like shit becomes like real Mad Max, like when we're real destitute, and then they want to go for the compliance slave state. They're like, all right, we've got these people so downtrodden, we've got them so depressed, we've got them so you know desolate, and looking for a savior. Here we're gonna offer them the savior. But I don't think it's going to be aliens. I think it's going to be some type the of AI, like uh, it's going to be Jesus, Muhammad. There's Ooh. going to be a holographic projection of that. But mm-hmm. quick question: Where, what region of the U.S. do you live? Do you live in the Midwest? I'm on. I'm on the Eastern Coast. Okay, probably this didn't hit you then, but I remember. I want to say it was '03. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but it was like mm-hmm. shortly after 9/11. Yeah, there was a giant blackout. That hit like Michigan, Canada, Ohio, parts of Pennsylvania. Um, and I was 12, 13 at the time, somewhere around in there. Um, to give you a time frame, I was listening to the radio on my compact disc, uh, little portable CD player with, <laughs> you know, plug in headphones type totally, deal. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I was listening to the radio. It was warm out and the power went out, but I didn't think anything of it. And I remember my mom was sleeping, which was rare because my mom never took naps. And I went into a room and I was like, the radio station saying like all the power like in Michigan and Ohio and Canada is like out. And she's like, what? I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, like they're saying it's like this really big blackout. And we didn't have power for like seven to ten days. Oh, my God. Just randomly? No storm? Just like. So supposedly there was like someone flipped the wrong breaker or something like it was a total bs story right Uh but what i remember most is we couldn't get my mom's car out of the garage because it was an electric garage door opener and we didn't have a generator at the time and so but then you couldn't get gas because you needed the pumps in the underground tanks to pump the gas up to the uh gas station pumps so you only had the gas that was in your car and we managed to get to Walmart because it was like one of the few stores that was open, but they were only doing cash. Mm. And if they didn't have exact change, let's say you had a 20 and you total was 16.99. Yeah. 
and they didn't have change, you gave them a 20 or you didn't get your shit. Wow. And like the lines, like it was like creepy dark, say emergency lighting, like, but I feel like back then people were human and like nicer. Like there was, I didn't, I don't remember any riots or anything like that, but can you imagine if that happened today? Oh my God. It'd be, it'd be Mad Max. It would be like when uh, Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans. It'd be awful. You'd be looting. There'd be like, it'd be awful. I mean, and that's what they say. You know, that's what, that's the thing. That's what, going back to what I was explaining before, like, like I show people the statements and Klaus Schwab sits up there and I'll play, I'll, I'll be the quote right now. If you think the COVID pandemic was bad, wait until the cyber attack happened that takes down all of the electronics, all of the transportation, and your entire life will be turned upside down when the cyber attack come for you. I mean, they brag and they talk about it. So what you're saying is like totally in the cards. Yeah, it like, and that's gonna be a speed bump for everybody. That's yeah, that's gonna be everyone's major speed bumps. (laughs) If if we all thought COVID was a a big speed bump for people, like, wait until you don't have your refrigerator that you can't flush your toilet if you're on well water, right? That you can't wash your hands, like, hygiene goes down the tubes. Eventually, the sewer would back up, right? Like, all of these things, and it would back up into your house, people, like, yeah. I don't know if yeah, you guys know yeah. how that works, but it backs Ooh. up into your house. What? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we, we got, we got, we went right, way down the, the rabbit hole. We went way down the rabbit hole. But like, that's, <laughs> I don't think people consider those types of potential speed bumps. And I'm not saying go live in a bunker and yeah. wear a tinfoil hat, but like, do you legitimately have like three days worth of water for everyone in your house? Do you know how to cook something over an open flame if you have to? If, like, you can't cook in your house? Like, yeah. do you know where the nearest water source is and have a water purifier should you have to go get water? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think people are really going to be in for a uh, uh, a really humbling awakening. And uh, I, I hope that's what people can get out of it. But... A lot of people that still run around and they worry about like what car they're driving and they worry about keeping up with the Joneses and they worry about like their geotags on their Instagram posts. And I mean, these people, we just got to get real, you know, and and we've been we've been so coaxed. We've been so like breadcrumbed into this way of living, especially here in America you know, obviously all by design, but we don't see it that way. It it was this sort of glamour of prosperity and the American dream and stuff, but it's really been a, a bit of a mousetrap because we've been enticed with that cheese of the American dream. And now we, we, we think that we leave, we live these cushy lives, but we're just so unself-sufficient and so decadent and so spoiled. Yeah. It's, we're like, we almost we almost deserve it. Like I don't want to say it like that, but you know, we 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 did fall for this trap. And I I don't want to say like you know enjoying your life is bad. I don't want to say like going out to like a nice dinner is bad or going on a trip or like obviously we need that. Obviously you need to disengage from all like the horror that can be in the world. Yeah. 
But you know, pe- people don't realize that shit can get really fucking bad real quick, and it doesn't. And it doesn't happen progressively with these type of things. You no, know, when the power it, goes out, quick. it fucking happens like that. You know? Yeah, yeah. But everything has become a matter of convenience. If you look at now, though, there's been this push back to quote unquote the traditional lifestyle of people want chickens in their backyard. They want to learn how to can. They want to learn how to dehydrate. Freeze dryers are really popular. All of these traditional skills, sewing, mending, foraging, that's becoming like what people want to do now. And Mm -hmm. I feel like it's become this really nice balance of you have the modern conveniences, like you have an electric or a gas stove, like you don't have to cook over an open flame. But at the same time, you're learning these quote unquote lost skills that your mom or grandma or whatever, great grandma, maybe they saw as they didn't need anymore yeah yeah and and all of those lost skills the 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 the, the younger the generations the more skills that are lost yeah so i mean all the lost skills my mom didn't have from her mom you know what i'm saying or like my dad it, it just goes on and on and on and like to the point where like things are becoming so commoditized things are becoming so just like Amazon Prime delivered straight to your dome that like people, you know, they want you to live in the metaverse. You know, they want you to just be a compliant little like person that's going to accept your coffin apartment and your metaverse. You know, they really that's really what they want for humanity. And it's very strange. But you know what, people? We might be talking about a lot of like a, a lot of dark stuff right now. But the good news is that the Bible all prophesies this and it all of it's happening right before our eyes. So everybody, myself included, real get right with your with Jesus. Get right with your sins, get right with your sinful nature, uh understand and admit your sins to Jesus. I mean because the, the, things are not going to get things are going to get a lot worse before they get better. So well, and I feel like get your house in order applies to your spiritual so, house. Yes. It, but it also applies to your physical house, like your mm-hmm. actual house that you live in. Like, and I'm not saying it needs to do like a home renovation to make it look pretty, but like, do you have enough food? Do you have enough water? Do you have, you know, maybe if your kiddo's three, do you have clothes for maybe four and five, like yeah. a couple outfits? Like if you can't get clothes, like kids grow fast. Do you know someone who has a goat can you get a goat because goat's milk is the closest thing to human breast milk like let's beautiful knowledge that you're dropping like i'm not talking like insane prepper stuff like but like go to the thrift store get like kids are gonna wear out clothes anywhere and and i've actually spoken to preppers i've actually i've actually had conversations with preppers i had uh, a prepper on my show actually he's saying exactly he said exactly what you said people act like they need to get a bunker and they need to have some sort of underground protection facility but like they don't even have like a fire extinguisher or they don't even people think they need to get a bug out bag and all sorts of shit but you know they don't even have a water purification system right so it's it's what you're saying is exactly what preppers say. Like get these sort of necessary immediate things in order first, and then you can worry about bunkers well, or whatnot. every like area has some type of more common natural disaster that's common to them. Right. So if you're 
out in Oklahoma, maybe it's tornadoes. If you're more towards the coast, maybe it's a hurricane, right? Like prepare for that. Like think of it that way, if that helps frame it a little bit better, because then Mm -hmm. should that speed bump happen, it's just a little speed bump. It's not so big. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can help others that are in need too, you know? And that's like, uh, that's another thing is like, an attitude that we're going to have to need when this type of shit goes down is like the helpful Samaritan attitude has to be instilled in us. And we get pre-programmed, especially like with apocalypse movies or, you know, things that that, that depict a, po- a post-apocalypse. So it's always raiders and evil people vying for, you know, warlord territory and control. But like, who says it has to be like that? Yes. It, it, All the people I know, all the people I really come in contact with on a day-to-day basis, they're nice and they want to help people. I don't know too many people that like get off on taking advantage of people. So who's to say when the post-apocalypse happens, it's all going to be warlords vying for, uh, you know, control? Yeah. And I think that's something that I actually haven't heard anyone else address is, is I think that's just another uh, fear tactic that, exactly. you know, the propaganda gives us and to almost make us scared of each other, right? Like yeah. you'd be afraid to go and talk to your neighbor when, when it, let's just take a natural disaster, right? Like, let's just say there was a hurricane. Okay. And bring this back to the realm that maybe it'd be easier for some people to imagine a hurricane, tornado, uh, a really big rainstorm and, you know, a branch falls on a transform and you're out of power for a few days mm-hmm. and the road's blocked. If you stay in your house, like you might be good, yeah. but like you also might need some stuff. Exactly. And people are willing to help others if you're just a kind human being, regardless of political beliefs or religious beliefs. Like mm-hmm. if you can just be a decent human, other people will be decent humans too. Yep. I, I completely agree with you. And I think that's actually the real human nature. But of course, we see in all sorts of depictions of post-apocalypse, it's always – and you know who always gets involved, though, is the federales, the suits, the jackboots, the thugs, the UN – thugs they create the chaos when people would actually probably to left to their own devices they probably actually want to help each other because they know that would be their ultimate chance for collective survival but then as soon as the un boots come down marching on there with their guns and with everything we're going to establish order listen to then the chaos ensues then people are looking over their back yeah so it's it's really it's so it's just so sick and when you have the foresight to this type of stuff, it, it makes you sick to your stomach that you can like see it all happen. You can see it pre-scripted out in front of you. Like you go to a play and they give you the, the program and you know the entire thing that's going to happen. We don't, you, you know, obviously we don't know exactly what's going to happen to the T, but once these cards get dealt, it, you know, we, we see what what's going to fucking happen. And once they put those damn UN troops boots on the ground. It's fucking evil. I'm sorry. I'm so, I'm so, I'm so depressing. <laughs> That's what people always tell me. They're like, Joe, can you talk about something nice on your so, podcast? I think there's a difference between being depressing and not trying to offer solutions. So if you're just gonna, it's kind of like people who complain to complain, but without 
wanting to listen to anyone's solutions. And I feel like we've tried to offer really basic solutions that don't, Mm -hmm. they're not off the wall, but bring it back to you working at SiriusXM for a second. Please. You had said you 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 said you started your podcast while you were still working there. Yeah. So how long from the time you started your podcast to the time that they fired you? Like, mm-hmm. what was that duration of time? Uh, I started it in January of um last year. So it's been going on for like a year and year. Okay, so January twenty two. Okay. January twenty two, and uh, I funny enough, um, the deadline they gave me to get vaccinated, their their hard deadline. Mm-hmm was was july 4th so the 4th of july independence, independence day, day was my was my deadline to take the the freedom jab do you <laughs> do you think that they heard about like your podcast and like maybe mm. that was part of the reason your religious exemption got denied Maybe. I mean, any number of things could have happened, you know, who knows, like what kind of databases that they have. I never used my full name uh, on the podcast when I was doing it early like that. Now I use Mm -hmm. my full name. I don't give a shit anymore. Um, But that that could be, you know, and it it could just be that they were sort of probably checking my temperature every single time they would talk to me on like, you know, Zoom calls, like Zoom checkups and be like, you know, like Joe's really... Joe's really, you know, a charming guy. He's charismatic. We talk to him all the time on the Zooms. Doesn't seem like anything's wrong with him. But, you know, maybe let's talk to him. He doesn't say all the key words that we say. He doesn't say all the, you know, all the little catchphrases that we have in our diverse and inclusive cult language. And, you know, he's not, he keeps talking to me about this vaccine. I wonder what else Joe thinks about that's going on in this world. Oh, he's anti-vaccine. I wonder who he voted for in the election. Hmm. You know, so they, they, so I know like some companies I've even seen on applications recently where like, it's not required, but you could like put, they leave a spot for be like all your socials and you can put your Facebook and your Instagram and your Twitter links. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why would you do that? Yeah. Like LinkedIn. Okay. Cause it's like that professional network. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But anything else I'm like, why? No, the I, only I don't get thing I either. can think is if like, if you're a graphic designer. Yeah. Right. Or if you're like, or if you like have like a portfolio that you right. want to show and like you're or like you're you're going out for like a social media position and you're like oh here's right. my podcast social media that podcast that i make and you know here's the social media that has over 10k followers that i fucking made it from zero so you know that i i part i'm speaking from experience right, right, right now so i actually do that but i i do that for particular positions you know i don't get like if you know you know what i'm saying well like you wouldn't do it if you're a applying to be a secretary at a hospital exactly yeah. right like why would you do that yeah exactly <laughs> i feel Yo, like you just go on this person's facebook oh who's this david ike character <laughs> I what's just... he saying oh he doesn't like the vaccines terrorist boom bye bye yeah Did... i know i agree with you it's it's all about really surveillance you know we, we know like social media was a CIA operation and a DARPA project to keep tabs on, on people. So anything that they tell you is fun and cool and, 
is mainstream and they try to shove down your throat, whether it's social media, whether it's the movies that they want you to watch, whether it's the music that they want you to listen to on the radio, whether it's the, the, the late night TV shows that they try to pass off as comedy, but are just absolute cult indoctrination. It's, I mean, it's all got an aim and it's all got a purpose to, 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 you know, just make you have a certain school of thought ingratiated within you. Did, um, did they ever like share your, ask you like share your socials when you were at Sirius XM or like, did you ever have like a colleague where you're like, Hey, let's be Instagram buddies or. The funny thing is I never had social media. I never, I never really engaged on social media. I didn't even have an Instagram. I didn't have a Facebook. I didn't have a Twitter. I didn't have any social media accounts. You know, I didn't have anything under my name. There was nothing that could like sort of like come back and bite me in the ass because I was always sort of paranoid about that shit. Even like when I wasn't like awake, I was always like, well, what if I post a fucking, uh, you know, a funny joke that people might want to cancel me? out? You know, like, what if I yeah. post something from the Dave Chappelle show that people might think is racist, even though it's a black comedian? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, and I mean, I had. I was never really on Instagram. I had a Facebook, mm-hmm. but like I mainly use it to follow my family and like see pictures. I didn't really yeah, I know. I post know. much, um, but I followed a lot of things. I loved MySpace. I had a hell of a MySpace yep, account. I yep. went heavy into my MySpace account. <laughs> apparently you can, I don't remember my password anymore, but apparently you can still you can log s- into MySpace. You can still log into MySpace. No, be thanks. friends with Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Oh, oh shit. Yeah, it's uh I don't know. Mm-hmm. If uh you said you were recently married, would you, obviously white your wife would be number one in your top eight? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She'd be she'd <laughs> definitely be number one or else you know I'd have hell to pay. Did you take me out of number one? Are you serious? Who's number one then? I remember that causing so much drama oh, in like oh, middle school oh, and, and high school. That was a social experiment, behavioral psychology experiment. Yeah. Really to like create hierarchies within little kids that would create these MySpace accounts, create these popularity contests. Yeah. It's fucking, it's real. Like, I mean, really though, if we're going to connect those dots, like that's fucking what it is. I and, love how you, you know, my I wife, like, like, that. you know, that's like, I'm like so happy to be married because I always thought like that when I was like coming up and growing up, they pushed like sort of this. Like men need to be promiscuous and men need to get so much pussy. You you need to get girls, bro. Oh shit. You're still a virgin. Oh damn, bro. What's wrong with you? You know, like, yeah. And I was with my wife for 10 years, boyfriend and girlfriend. And, you know, we just recently got married a year and some change. Now we've been married mm-hmm. and like, I've never really had any other like big, like, meaningful relationships before i had her and i always thought like before i met her before we started going out with her i mm-hmm. always thought i need to go to clubs i need to grind on random chicks <laughs> i need to have random sexual liaisons with strangers that's how that's the only way i'm gonna fit into society and that's the way the society indoctrinates you and it's completely like antithetical to like what you should really be striving toward and i mean I'm 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 lucky because I know a lot of people it's like really hard to find mates out there 
But like that's another blessing, man. Like like just thank you, God, that I was able to find somebody that's like not an NPC that totally like gets it and like that's a that's a good person from a good background and that I know is gonna have my back. And that's a dying it's a sort of a dying thing in our society. Well, and I can't remember where I heard it now. But it was this idea that um to your point that it is a dying thing that real men, traditional men and conservative traditional women are becoming more and more rare and they were it was like uh two families and they were talking like two sets of parents and one of them had joked like yeah we're probably gonna have to have arranged marriages for our kids because there's so many the good ones are so few and there's so many that uh depending upon your point of view with the pokey poke uh have contaminated yeah that's uh, that's a big problem for people too and the person was like, you know, oh, yeah. like you say that as a joke, but like legitimately by the time, because and their kids were like little, like toddlers. They're like, legitimately though, by the time that our kids are older, like that might be a thing. Like we knew you, we knew you, like we know that you're good. Like, yeah. And that's wild. But think about, they always talk about those pendulum swings, right? Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, there's so many speed bumps yeah. one way that everyone yeah. goes, no, we're going to go back the other way because we're tired of these speed bumps. And it's interesting to see how so many people are like, there's this fight right now, I feel like, of which way the pendulum wants to swing. Because yeah. there's people who continue on to push even farther to the left that it's almost horizontal. Mm-hmm. And then there's another group of people that are either building their own pendulum yeah. And or pushing it back going, no, 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 no. And depending upon who you talk to, d- dictates which side is quote unquote winning. And I just try and do my own thing. But it's interesting to see that pushback against the pendulum because even in history, I don't remember that type of pushback. It seemed more natural, right? Mm-hmm. Like this flow. And now there's this clash yeah, uh, totally. I mean, because this clash now, it's 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 like fake. It's like fiat. Because the real people want to have the pendulum swing in the direction of going back to being natural, not chopping little kids' dicks off, not fucking uh, taking experimental vaccines to keep their job, uh, not having open borders where the, the entire country gets flooded with Ill- illegal immigration and all the horrible heinous things that come out of that the real movement the real pendulum is swinging that way but then you have these corporate interests and then you have the ngos you have pharmaceutical companies you have all these people that are you have you 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 know world controller shapers that want to facilitate world conditions to create great resets or whatever the fuck they want to do and they're preventing the real natural progression of that pendulum swinging and they're trying to keep it over here so that the pendulum never swings again they want to rip the pendulum down yeah you know that's really what's what we're doing what what's what's happening right here and um that's that's quite a phenomenon because how do you how do you intervene when somebody is just trying to like pull the chessboard off the off the table when the chess game is going one way and then they just slap all the pieces off and then say we're not playing this game anymore we're going to play a new game it's it's you know, I don't know all but those I feel conventional like... things go out of the window 
but I feel like that's what a lot of people are attempting to do with this. Uh, some people call it parallel society mm-hmm. where, yeah, you know, they're just going to go do their thing and, think- you know, they're going to mainly barter and maybe they all live on a larger piece of property together. Um, yeah. But not like in some weird culty way or anything, but yeah. just like it's more then, family then, oriented. Totally. Like I, I agree with that. Like I think the only way to sort of break away from this system and not be caught in their reset, not get the reset button hit on us is to stop playing on their gaming console. So they don't hit the reset button on us. Let's play on a different gaming console. So we don't need to be, uh, you know, uh, relegated to their reset. And And if you, yeah, go on. And and if you think about it too, cause like everyone has speed bumps, right? If you're, trying to live off the land more and all of these things like you have to deal with weather as a speed bump and you know do your animals have enough food and did you grow enough in your garden and can you source these things like but i would personally rather have those speed bumps and i feel like this isn't even a grass on the other side is greener type deal like i'm acknowledging that there's problems on the other side i'm just saying i would rather have those speed bumps than my current life speed bumps that I know that are bullshit, but I'm being forced to deal with because of circumstances that I have to be vague about. But yeah. like, you know what I'm trying to say? Totally. totally. Like, I'm not naive to the other issues. Like I have a mini garden in my backyard. Like, am I an expert? Heck no. Yeah. But I'm not naive to the other problems. I'm just saying I'd rather have those. <laughs> yeah. Like we're, we're all born onto this chessboard and you know we got to navigate it and try to win it you know we, we weren't we didn't choose to play this chess game but th- this is the game that we've been born into and then when the then when you're trying to win it and you're trying to you know get through it the the people that don't want you to succeed in it or the people that are losing in it they just up uplift the entire board and it's like okay I'm going to go play over here now I'm going to I'm going to create a different game I'm going to make my own board you know, that's sort of, I feel like that's the only answer. Cause if we just stay in this society that's been created for us and created to essentially trap us, to, to snare us, then th- there's no way we're not going to like just be along for their ride. Cause they want it to collapse. They want collapse yeah. to happen. What I find interesting is, and I don't know if you seem to experience this is what you had said earlier, but. When the world kind of started to get weird, and I'm going to make up a total number here, okay? Um, Let's say if there was 100 people, you know, maybe only 20 of them believed in Jesus and were, like, really, like, going to church every Sunday, right? Uh But I feel like as the world got weirder and weirder and weirder and weirder, I feel like now we're up to, like, 60, 70 out of that 100. And more and more people, and it's not just... Like, hey, I want to go to church. Like, it's almost becoming uh, like a Jesus freak type, you know, like really die hard. And I find it so interesting that the thing that they were trying to prevent by closing down the churches is literally Mm -hmm. the opposite of what happened. Because then people started having churches in their house and holding it in secret and holding it in a park and... I don't know, like, and church in your heart, 
which is yeah. the main church that you need to cultivate first. And that that's the uh that's the other thing too is like the, the epiphany everybody has. Yeah. You know, you, you could be sort of lukewarm on religion, but then you see how real the devil is. And you're like, wow, the devil's like fucking real. The devil's really working out here. They really want to fucking put a mark of the beast in you. They really brag about it. So damn, God's real too. Let me tap into that frequency. Let me tap into Jesus. Let me admit my sins. Let me humble myself. Let me get on my knees. And that's, I mean, that's, that's the ultimate. So really, as we said before, it goes full circle. As what I said in the beginning, it, these things that look like insurmountable, really big challenges, they Agreed. always are blessing in disguise because they teach you the ultimate lessons. Yeah. And I mean, they might take, you might understand that blessing in a couple of days. Yeah. You might not understand that blessing for decades, yeah, like plural decades, yeah. but at some point it'll click and you'll go, oh, that was why. Like it sucks when you're going through it and you're like why and you have all the questions of like why me you know i thought i was good but like it has nothing to do with whether or not you're good yeah yeah i think i think you just hit the nail on the head right there i think we could leave it there and really that's the inspirational thing like and i think that's probably the entire premise of your podcast as well is like you're you you will always make it over those speed bumps right (laughs) you know yeah you sometimes don't know how and they may look like mount everest but even if you don't believe in god he believes in you and you'll get through it i can't exactly tell you how but you will exactly amen well joe thank you so much for coming on um i know we plugged your show in the beginning but can you plug everything again. And like I said, I'll make sure it's in the show notes. For sure. Thank you so much. Um, at underscore connect those dots underscore on Instagram. That's where you can find me. That's where I'm like sort of the most active. And in there, you'll find my link tree in my bio and it'll lead you to my rumble account, which I'm being really active on now. And my Spotify account where I have uh, over 50 episodes, audio only episodes and they go hard. They go deep. We connect those dots. I don't always be doom and gloom like I am right now. I have fun. I do a lot of impressions. I play clips. I play memes. Uh, I play music. I play intros and outros. So it's highly produced. I am a media professional after all. So yes, underscore connect those dots underscore on Instagram. And then through there, you can find me everywhere else. And like I said, guys, all that will be linked in the show notes. Just scroll down or hit like those little lines and it'll pop down depending upon the app you're using. And it'll all be right there. And thank you all for listening. And I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful night.